You're listening to Stand Out with Cheryl Tan, strategies and stories to inspire high-performing entrepreneurs. This is episode 78, where you'll hear about one entrepreneur's journey from retail store owner to Instagram influencer. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Cheryl Tan, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm really excited to share this interview I did with Shonda Nicole. She's a woman I've known for about five years who started out as the owner of a retail store at the mall. Remember the mall? One of my favorite quotes from our interview, which you'll hear, is something she says about the pivots she made in business. She says, I found myself evolving with the times, and her mall days morphed into an online business. Now she teams up with businesses to promote their products and services to her audience. Does this sound like something you would like to do? Then listen to our conversation, where Shonda breaks down the steps she takes to get in front of the people who need to hear from her. If you've been a longtime listener of this show, you'll know this podcast is designed to give you the inspiration you need to create. Create connections, create video, create opportunities for yourself and for others. And Shonda is doing that online. A theme you'll hear in our conversation is the importance of consistency, whether it's reaching out to a potential brand partner on Instagram, a journalist for a magazine feature, or a client-to-be. It takes time to make those relationships. In fact, after we talked, Shonda broke it down for me. She works four hours a day creating content, pictures, videos, blogs, captions. Then she spends two to three hours a day pitching the media, reaching out to journalists to get in front of their audience. That's a lot of time she's spending to get to know her message and the people she wants to reach. I thank you for taking time out to join us for this show. I think you'll get quite a bit out of it. Enjoy my conversation with Shonda Nicole. Welcome to the show, Shonda. It is great to have you on Standout. Thanks so much for having me, Cheryl. I'm so excited to be here and and to talk to you again. (laughs) Again is great because we go back at least four or five years, right? Yeah, yeah. How the time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) That is the truth. That is the truth. On this show, we talk a lot about publicity. We talk about visibility. And... Today with you, I, of course, we want, we want to talk about publicity and visibility, Instagram, marketing, but I also want to talk about the power of the pivot and what we've seen with you over the last few years. Now, I interviewed you many, many years ago for a show called HR Business Weekly that we did many, many years ago. It was for TV and your journey back then was fascinating. So what you're doing now is going to be just thrilling for people who listen and watch this show. Let's start and give people an idea of what you were doing when we first talked with you and how you had a a brick and mortar business that you turned online. Yes. So yes, uh, thanks for that. It's so fun to kind of go back and hear, hear that story out loud. But yes, uh, we had a business, Cheer Factory, and it still um, exists in a way. 
but we started as a retail store in a mall that was kind of our niche um, and the way that we we got started and differentiated ourselves from every other cheerleading business that was just simply catalog um, if I had hindsight's 2020 if I could go back of course where I am now which we'll get to I would have started the business online but that's just not how the story played out uh, eventually we got to that point but we started as a retail store. I had the pleasure of hiring um, probably almost 100 different cheerleaders over the course of about wow. uh, seven years. So that was just, I mean, phenomenal in itself and so inspiring. I mean, I got a chance to mentor so many girls who are, a lot of them still a part of my world today. So that was super in itself. Um, we did some great things like cheer day at the mall. We brought cheerleaders into the mall and they performed and Really what happened is um, the digital world just evolved and we began making a product and we we're making that product most of the time. We were spending time in the back of our store, which was maybe a quarter of the size of our whole front of the store. So we're back there manufacturing hair bows. That was our new signature product. Uh, Chosen Bows was as our brand name. We were making those bows and eventually uh, we worked with them all. We moved downstairs to a bigger location. Um, it was a previously a shoe store. So the back of the store was double the size of the front of the store <laughs> at the, the space to continue. Amazon picked us up in two ways uh, in one way, which they reached out and they were like, Hey, do you want to sell your products on our platform? And we were like, yeah, I guess we do. <laughs> <You're at Amazon." laughs> so we did that. And then maybe six months later, they reached out again and said, Hey, do you want to sell with us? And we're like, Oh, we already do. And they're like, no, we, we know that we mean different. We want to buy your product. And we will distribute the product from there. Oh. This will send you purchase orders. So we, um, not knowing at the time, became the first, uh, I guess, business of our kind to secure a distribution deal with Amazon. So, I mean, that kind of went down in the history book. So as a cheerleading company, so Amazon began to buy our products and our bows were the leader. And we would say the bows had accessories. So they came with hoodies and T-shirts, but they were the accessory to the hair bows, some of which were upwards of like $30. So Amazon would buy them wholesale and we would ship sometimes pallet size purchase orders to them. So as that began to grow, we moved out of the mall, um, our lease expired, we moved out of the mall and we moved into an office warehouse space. We got it completely customized. And I think that's the point where you and I met Cheryl and mm -hmm. the story. So uh, that continued to, to go on. Um, and then I guess here comes the pivot <laughs> in the story. I began to, this is something totally separate on a personal level, mm -hmm. a little back of steps. So my girls kind of began to, to graduate and we kind of began to, some of the processes that we had were more streamlined and some things automated. So I didn't need as much staff as I used to have. Um, I remember at one point on the high, we had about 12 girls working for us at one time. Um, very expensive um, to have that many employees um, with rent and overhead, you know, all kinds of overhead. So as they began to go to college, I just wouldn't replace them. And it just naturally um, took care of itself. So then we would just have one or two girls and sometimes they would come back on college break. So it, it just was a natural transition. Well, then on a personal note, I began to collect uh, this home interior product. And annually every year, they have a huge sale um, in upstate New York. And I decided on a whim that I was going to go to the sale and buy a bunch of stuff for myself because everything was at least 50 to 80% off. And these are like luxury home decor items. So this was going to be like a, a, a steal of a, of a purchase. 
Well, the entrepreneur in me said, well, if I'm going up there and um, to give you an idea, it's, it's in a village. They're, they're on a 60 acre farm. It's a little village of like 900 people that live there and 20,000 some people come through every year for this huge sale for four days. So I thought, well, if I'm going, I know there are other women who would want to go that can't go. So why don't I put it online and say that I'll shop for them? You know, they'll pay me an upfront fee and a commission to shop for them and then they can get what they want and I can probably get my trip paid for it. Well, it worked. So I just simply <laughs> put an ad out on eBay. It worked. And in the process, the, uh, the brand that was hosting this sale had a contest and the contest was on Instagram. At this time, I didn't have a personal Instagram. Uh, Cheer Factory always had an Instagram. And I remember actually starting that for our business. But um, I ended up handing that over after I got to some number of thousands of followers. I handed that over to the girls because they were all in high school. They're teenagers. I mean, this was just fresh in what they did. So I hadn't managed that in years. So my daughter created the Instagram page for me. And it was so much fun. I started posting to win this contest. And <laughs> I've always been a natural creative. So I ended up winning the contest. And so congratulations. And wait, what year was this again? This is uh, 2016, no, maybe 16, I believe. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're winning and you're creating content on your new Instagram page. Okay. Which I thought I wasn't even going to keep. So I thought, oh, this is just for the, um, this is just for the contest. So when I got to the sale, I knew a bunch of people. It was really neat that I knew these people from the internet. So it made me just giggle like, they know me, I know them, and it's just because we've seen each other um, online. So I decided to keep the Instagram because I loved the connections that I made um, in that couple of weeks of time. And I began to just naturally promote the brand that I loved so much anyway. And while I was there, I met the CEO of the company, I met the creative director, and I just began to promote them. So my niche a little bit used to be that I would always have like something of that brand in my pictures. Mm -hmm. And then I just began to grow. People started to reach out and say, hey, will you, other companies, will you promote for me? And sometimes, you know, it started as a, a free thing and then it scaled into a paid thing. And um, from there, I just went on and I ended up creating a blog and a website to go with that because each year I would shop for women. That was just kind of, it's a once a year thing. It's even, it's a small part of what I do, but it's just what I love. So they can book on my website now as well. And then I started a blog talking about the products, which has evolved totally into a whole lifestyle blog at this point. So um, and that was the big pivot from Cheer Factory to online and social media influencer as where I'm at now. But the business that you had started in Virginia Beach with Cheer Factory was going really well. So you were growing there and then found this other passion, I guess, if you will. Yeah. And I often say that as entrepreneurs, people will ask, because I do a lot of, I do business coaching as well now, and that kind of naturally transpired just in the process as well. And I don't think that we just necessarily always know what our passion is going to be. Mm. I think that we stumble into that. And this is a, you know, a, a story of that, of just stumbling into what that was. And it doesn't mean that my passion wasn't cheer factory because I love that business. I was a cheerleader. My daughter was a cheerleader. Um, I think it's, it's just in my spirit. I say I'm part thought provoker and part cheerleader. I'll, I'll always do that. But um, times change. There just, there was no Instagram when we started cheer factory, uh, what, 10, 11 years ago. 
that didn't exist. Uh, and there was MySpace, you know, there was something of that nature. And there weren't people that we, what we call influencers now that didn't exist. There weren't YouTubers. So our business landscape and model just changed. And I remember you, I used to have this conversation with some of the girls at Cheer Factory. And I just found myself evolving with the time. I love that. Well, talk about what your business looks like today, because you shared with us how you started on Instagram. And I checked, you have a lot of followers on Instagram today. <laughs> it's probably growing as we speak. And in the you know months to come, you'll have many, many more tens of thousands. But what does your business look like today? Great question. Um, and yeah, that's the goal that the more exposure, the better. So as of today, um, so kind of to pick back up on that story, I, um, I remember one, my first, the first brand that ever reached out to me, um, there were, it was a jewelry company based out of Florida, and they asked, can we send you a product, and you basically promote it, talk about it on Instagram, so super excited, I remember calling my mom to say, you know, <laughs> I'm getting my start, they're sending me something, <laughs> and, um, I'll come back with fast forward. Uh, I think last year we were at Disney World and I ran into that brand. I was so excited. They had a, a store on in Disney World. But in any case, so cool. Now what I do is I'm a, I say that I'm a, a social media influencer, a motivational influencer, and a business coach. So on the social world, I basically use my Instagram um, following to give bigger brands exposure. So whatever your company could be, I mean, I've worked with uh, one of my recent partnerships was Bumblebiz, mm. which I, uh, I love the company. I love the company Bumble because I love the idea of connecting people. And it's beyond just dating. They have Bumble BFF, Bumble Biz. Um, so you can connect and network via uh, a business aspect, dating or friends. So I just love the idea of connections and putting people together. So I did a partnership with them and I think I've, I've worked with Bumble twice. One time was super exciting because it was with uh, a promotion uh, specifically for Serena Williams. She was investing in women entrepreneurs. So brands will just simply, um, or they'll reach out uh, and hire me to promote their product. So, and it's very strategic. It's a whole ad campaign. Uh, so you get a brief of, you know, what you're covering. Often you'll have to send you know, free information about what your content's going to be. They'll tell you, you know, if they want stories or they want a static Instagram post or if they want it on the blog. So it's a, it's a whole thing, contracts, sometimes negotiations. So it's a, the whole thing in itself. In addition to that, I kind of manage my PR side where I do contributor writing. Um, again, I have a blog on my site, shondanicole.com. So on my site, I just, I've always blogged and I just branched out from that. Um, and now I'll, um, reporters will, will reach out or some I know, some I don't know. I'll pitch story ideas to different podcasts or different reporters and um, I'll write. <laughs> so I've had um, stories. I've, had, I've been cited in like Cosmopolitan, Forbes, uh, Better Homes and Gardens recently, uh, Fast Company. So a lot of different names, um, big publications were it really makes you a trusted authority in your industry. And it also helps you as a business owner to kind of know that I know what I'm talking about, you know, when someone else can read it here and a reporter or an editor picks it up and wants to share your knowledge there. So that kind of evolved into the business coaching model where I work with entrepreneurs, whether they're influencers, bloggers, uh, business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs, but 
my idea there is to level each owner or entrepreneur up into today's digital age. So it's how can you infuse more technology into your business is where we want to start because there's so many processes that you can automate at this point. And also mm -hmm. that's just where your customer's at. If you're not online, if you're not talking to the people there, you're completely doing your business as a service. And it's just, sometimes we don't know how to do that. So I love to teach them that. And I love to teach new entrepreneurs what they, things that they can avoid getting wrong <laughs> and get it right from the start. Mm -hmm. So if I had someone sharing that, you know, with me <laughs> from the beginning, but I do understand that all of this is part of your, your journey as well. So that's pretty much what the business looks like now. Um, I have leveled up in recent months where I have an agent that manages my social media contract. So any brand deals or influencing, it's such a relief that she takes that on. So I kind of joke and say, I have a Chris Jenner. We, we joke with each other about that. <laughs> that side of the business. So contracts, anything being shipped to me, all that stuff, that that's her. Um, and it keeps me freed up to manage the business coaching and the publicity, trying to get my name out there and get, you know, get exposure in different media outlets. What a difference from owning a store in a mall in Chesapeake, Virginia, <laughs> right? What a difference and how you are capitalizing on the experiences that you were able to make, create way back then yeah. and turn it into what you have today. And in fact, you pitched a story to me and it was yeah. great. Yeah. It was a great story and we've known each other for years, just hadn't heard from you in a little while. But the story that you talked about was really powerful in how to grow an online following using offline connections. And that's one of the things I know we talked about years ago, how you use relationships really. And you know, it doesn't matter where they are, where they begin, they end in something that is a win-win. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that in this digital age where yes, everything has to have, well, I, I shouldn't say have to have, but it really is more successful. You have a digital presence, but how you can start something offline that creates something online and magical. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I describe myself as a social butterfly. Um, I love making connections. I, I, love, I love to talk. I love to talk to people. Um, and I like to keep that momentum going um, when I meet people. So I just use and I, I teach other entrepreneurs the same thing and encourage that. Um, I call them old school offline principles. So Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if someone comments, comment back, you know, why would you leave someone hanging in that way? Um, some of the, and I can remember some of the best brands that I bought from or that I love. Um, it's a, I, I remember Good American as a brand and it's actually a Kardashian brand. So you would think, oh my gosh, they would never reach out. They're, you know, they're so big. Well, I'm a huge fan of, of their jeans. And every time I've ever reached out, I've, you know, organically just posted it. So I've never done any work for them per se, but I've just organically shared a story, you know, that I love these jeans, I just bought them, they'll always reply back, you know, and say, you know, thank you, or, you know, send a heart, they always reply back. I remember even being in LA at one point, and they had a pop-up store, and I messaged saying that I couldn't find the store, and thinking that, oh, they're not going to reply back, and I don't know why I thought that, because they always had, we went on to something else, and that night I looked in my DMs, and they replied back, saying, we're here, you know, we're here, so, that's just an example that you don't, I mean, you can be big, but someone can reply back, <laughs> you know, it's really important. Right. Uh, 
So I say please and thank you, you know, replying to comments and then just reaching out to people. So, and I say that works both ways, but as the entrepreneur and the business owner, it's really a lot your responsibility to, to make those connections. So yeah. um, just as they replied to me, but I think a lot of my growth, I, I know a lot of my growth ha has to do with reaching out to people online. So if there were, I would join groups. It's kind of when I started, I would join blogger and, and influencer groups. And in those groups, you learn so much. I would hear what other experienced bloggers and influencers would talk about their struggles, their successes. And I would take note, you know, why reinvent the wheel when just follow the leader? If they're saying that this is what's going on, I would take heed to that. Um, I, I got so much valuable information in groups. And then some groups I would outgrow. And then I would go, you know, I, I met these people in this group. And they would say, you know, we have this group over here. And I would join that one. So <laughs> just kind of level up my knowledge bank in, in different groups. and. Then if I, um, you know, if I were in groups with people or if I just kind of saw people and I had a connection where, you know, she kind of always, I noticed that she comments on my things and now I'm commenting on hers. And if I just had a question, I would ask, you know, how did you do this? Or how did you get this partnership or that sort of thing? So for me, it, it really is that simple. It was just a lot of reaching out, asking questions, making connections. Um, I met my agent the same way. I, there was, there's a, a person, um, she is a guru in the influencer world. She worked for Hearst Publishing for years and had a hand in choosing a lot of different influencers. And she and I met also and even met offline um, <laughs> via Instagram. <laughs> I reached out and I happened to see, it was kind of in the market, like it's time to find someone to manage this side of the business. And I just saw her comment, my current agent, on something that uh, this person said. and. I reached out to her and we just had a chemistry from there and there was a whole new connection which up leveled my business from there. So it's just a, a lot of, um, it's just a lot of making connections. Um, and I guess we have to think ourselves that what's the worst thing that could happen if no one answered what you asked? They just didn't answer. I mean, you're still in the same place that you were. You, you don't know and if they don't answer, you still don't know. But right. you can move on to someone else. Um, but if they do answer, I mean, how great is that? You formed a new connection. You know, this relationship could go further than what you've ever expected. Who knows what you could learn? And um, it brings me to another thought recently where I was watching the morning news program I always watch. And there was a travel, uh, I don't think she even calls herself a travel influencer. I think she's more of a travel coach. And she was, she coaches a lot for single women, um, kind of inspiring them to get out and explore the world around them. Nice. Big proponent of that, of exploring the world around you. I think travel, yeah. I've written about how travel just, um, it just inspires you so much and, you know, gives you so much inspiration and motivation and changes your, your, the way you may see things. So in any case, I was so inspired by her uh, brief segment on the morning show. And of course she gave out her Instagram handle and I DM'd her and we've been in touch ever since. So, and that was just a few weeks ago. So <laughs> it's just something that I don't think a lot of people, um, think about because it's so simple, but yeah. it really goes a long way in, in building your brand. Well, I think that when you're talking about authentic communication and connection, that goes a long way. I think a lot of people who, and I'm going to talk about other people, you know, other, not people who watch the show or listen to the show, but other people, when they reach out, it's, it's self-serving. 
it's, Hey, can you buy something from me? Or, Hey, can you look at this? Or, Hey, can you put me on your show? Or, Hey, can you do this? And I, I think that that happens more than you would think. And that's what stops other people from thinking that they can reach out in that same way. Not that they would. Yes. If they were just to reach out and say, hey, I enjoy the show. Uh, what kinds of people do you like to talk to? Even a simple DM like that would be well received. But that doesn't always come across in that way. And, and you know, you don't do that. I know you don't do that because I received an email from you even though we haven't spoken in a little while. And it was great. It was, a, it was a great story idea. It had some actionable tips and some great ways to connect with my audience, which I really, really appreciate. And it's one of those things that we can all keep in mind. It's really a connection. It's having a conversation, even if it's digital. It's like email. It's like having a video call like we're having right now, but it's really still that face-to-face -face question and answer. Mm -hmm. I, I'm glad you said that about the service part of it um, because that is a big proponent of it is coming from a service side of yeah. helpful to you. You know, how can I help you? How can I serve you? And that's the attitude that I would say from cheer factory, you know, I mean, it's, I, that's not lost. We were a retail store and it was all about servicing, yeah. even when times when you knew they weren't right, <laughs> but it makes a difference. You know, customers, they talk, you know, so you, your word of mouth is everything. So I think I've just taken that and it's what I try to embody online and share with anyone that I come in contact with. And to your point, service is everything. So if you're coming from a place of service or a place of adding value to someone else, then as you said, it's, it's well, often well received and you often will get a reply. Yeah, so. you will. Okay, let's get tactical, Shonda. You have a lot of knowledge that you've built up in a very short amount of time and you have your finger on the pulse of what's working. So if somebody were interested in becoming more of an influencer or an influencer that can create partnerships, collaborations with bigger companies, where would you tell them to go and, and how do they start? Okay, uh, good question. And yeah, so um, one thing, I've compiled a list of kind of digital platforms <laughs> to start that it's my ultimate business checklist and I'll share that more with your viewers. Um, okay, great. The free resource. Um, but in addition to that is start organically and it's kind of the same story that I shared. Um, and it's funny that uh, back to school time, I recently saw on the news that YouTuber influencer is now like the number one, I guess, uh, aspiring. I saw that. <laughs> for kids in school. I thought that was pretty fascinating. Uh, but yeah, it really starts where you are, right? So if you have a product or, you know, let me backtrack a little bit. It's all about consistency. So it's yeah. not that you can do this sometime and not do this other times. I spend a lot of time on Instagram and it's not because I'm up there trying to see what everyone else is doing. I spend a lot of time on Instagram because I spend a lot of time creating content. Mm. That, um, what I call the three eyes, um, innovative, informative, and inspiring. And I say now also Instagrammable. So I spend a lot of time creating content that is going to catch someone's attention. So that's not something that's done in a, in a little bit of time. I'll say that, you know, if you have a 15 second story video to make, it sometimes takes me an hour. Oh, whoa. 
because, you know, we have to video it, then we want to edit it, you know. So it's just a lot of time that goes into it to, to make this informative and inspiring. So this happens on a consistent basis. And I think that's just always been one of my strong points is the consistency. So it's not posting just once a week or when I feel like it once every other week. It's, you know, it's a, almost a, a daily thing creating content. And maybe it doesn't get posted every day. It gets posted four days out of the seven day week, but there's a planning process. You know, yeah. I know what's going on, what's going up each day. So that's going to gonna be that putting thought into it and planning content and creating content that you want to share with the world coming from a place of service again, when you're sharing that content. So there's a caption, what are you going to say? You know, so say something that, you know, grabs someone else's attention, gives back to that. And it's like I said, just doing that consistently. And if you're interested in influencing, I guess the point where you're um, making money off of this, then it's going to start with just organically doing that with practice. So if there are products that you already like, um, that you, any way that you would share with the world, then just simply do that. Share those products with the world. For me, a big thing um, was hashtags um, getting discovered on Instagram. So kind of talk about that a little bit of a tactical practice is hashtags and tagging. So you get, for example, 30 hashtags to use on Instagram. And my point is use them all. <laughs> Why would you only use five when you have 30 to use? And you want to just think like Google. So if you're trying to get discovered, get your name out there. If someone saw this picture, you know, what would you imagine that they would be searching for? So if you're wearing a polka dot dress in the picture, um, hashtag Easter dress, hashtag polka dot dress. I mean, things that people would think of that they would be looking for, whether it be back to school dress. So you want to kind of think that way. And I know some things that have worked for me, um, like Las Vegas influencer. I've had, you know, different companies reach out to me because they found me because it says influencer. So or from a hashtag. So those things are important. And if you're, you know, promoting a product, you're talking about this great lipstick you have, and it's the best thing that you, you know, come across and you're sharing with that with your audience, tag the brand, let them know you're talking about them, that, you know, that you appreciate the product, get on someone's radar. So if you don't do it, it's the, you know, you, then you have no chance, <laughs> but right. if you, you have a chance of someone noticing you, that's what social media is all about. Um, it's making those connections. So you have to just put yourself out there consistently and wave at them, which is, I guess, a tag or hashtag at this point, but say, hey, I'm here. I, I'm doing this. I want you to see it. And I'm sharing how much I love this. And there are all kinds of brands. And they, they definitely, especially the ones that are willing to give you free products, there are all kinds of brands that will always reach out. And it's great because it gives you a start. You know, you can get a start at doing this. And as your community grows and you level up, the paid sponsorships will follow. That is some great advice, by the way. Just very tactical to reach out. And if you like the certain type of product, tell them. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the ultimate in giving a compliment, but the best way to do that is to do it online. And if Instagram is your place of choice, then that's the way you, where you do it, right? There's Facebook too, if that's your community. If you have a community there, don't abandon them, start there, you know? Would you say that it's saturated, that there, that it's too late, that Instagram is so popular, but is it going, is it going down? Is it going up? Wh whatever people are saying about it, is it too late? I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Um, I think now is like better than ever. And, and here's why. When 
even though I got started maybe about three, almost four years ago, it was where you had to convince a brand that they should sponsor you to let you talk about their product. <laughs> this wasn't, you know, on every brand's radar. So you had to come with stats, you know, I can reach this number of people, you know, give me a chance to show me. And that's not the same anymore. Brands recognize that they're looking for influencers. This position or this job, this career, it exists now. So <laughs> there, you no longer have to do all the convincing that you, that you used to. If you have an audience and you also don't have to have as many followers as I do. Um, they, they call them, um, was it micro influencers that have, you know, you may have 2,500 followers, but if you have a reach and they can see an engagement with your audience is engaged and commenting, asking you questions, um, you know, your posts are consistently getting likes, that's a value to a brand. You're adding value. So the idea of the brand is to get as much exposure as, you know, get their product out there in front of as many people as they can. Whether that means you have, you know, 5,000 followers or you have 500,000 followers, um, you have an engaged audience and the brand is looking for that. And at the same time, there's no longer you having to convince them that you can do this. They get that part now. <laughs> so now it's just, okay, here's the brief. Here's what I need you to do. It's time to execute. So I think it would be a great time to, to get in. Um, just make sure you're engaged with your community. Those things that I just laid out about right. staying in touch with who's there watching you. Um, and, you have a community, you have an audience that wants to listen to what you have to say. Yeah, and, well, brands are looking for. and I think you have helped us remember the importance of consistency, taking time out of your day to focus on the engagement, creating engagement, continuing engagement, creating content and connecting with the people who have already signed up to be part of your community. Well, how can people get in touch with you and learn more about what you're offering and what you're doing in the future? Absolutely. So um, the place I like to hang out is Instagram and everything's pretty much under my name, which is Shonda Nicole. So I'm a creative. I say my parents were also, so I'll give you the spelling. <laughs> so it's S-H-A-U-N-D-A <laughs> Nicole, N-E-C-O-L-E. -E. So on Instagram, I'm at Shonda Nicole. And my website, easy, same thing. It's ShondaNicole.com. So I, um, and I encourage you to subscribe. Like I said, upon subscribing, I have the ultimate business checklist. Mm -hmm. I'd love for your viewers to have that. It's a free guide. And as I was talking to you about like how you can get started, so a lot of the digital tools that I've infused into my business, they're listed there. Platforms that even offer aspiring influencers free product from big brands, it's there. So I definitely encourage um, your viewers to, to take advantage of that. And I send out weekly newsletters talking about the same kind of conversations that you and I have had today. Yeah. Uh, level up your brand. So yeah, shondanicole.com and um, Facebook, I'm Shonda Nicole blog. Well, I will definitely check that out. And I hope my audience does as well. Thank you so much for your generous tips and your time and this connection point. It's, it's great to connect with you again, Shonda. Thank you for being on the show. So happy to, thank you for having me, Cheryl. If you know someone who should hear this episode, please feel free to share this show with them. And please consider subscribing to the show and leaving a review. That lets more people learn about our program. I hope you can join us in the Stand Out with Cheryl Tan Facebook community. It's a growing group of business owners and marketers from around the world, and I'd love for you to be a part of it. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, I'm Cheryl Tan. Mm -hmm.